When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all the great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can, please, if you can, it's truly appreciated. Go ahead and subscribe today right below Joe. Like the videos either on Facebook, on Twitch, wherever you get us. YouTube, of course, as well. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, LakersBall.com. You'll find Ox1947 roaming around the halls of LakersBall.com today at LakersBall.com. Plus, if you want your lawn transformed into something much more magical today, you can get in line today because there's a big line of people that want to go ahead and get their lawns transformed in the Southern California area at SimBladesWithAY.com. Plus, our good friends, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet at Lakerholics.com. If you're a great fan of the Lakers, there's no better place to go for some great articles today on the Lakers at Lakerholics.com. Plus, our friends the Hoopheads Podcast Network at hoopheadspod.com. And if you like all of that, then subscribe to all of that. And you go ahead and follow all of that. It is sincerely appreciated. Woo, the Lakers are still on that road trip. Tomorrow is a daunting task against the tall trees known as Cleveland. My gosh, Josh Allen and Evan Mobley stand in the way of Anthony Davis, who is right now the hottest player in the NBA guy that was just named again as an NBA's player of the week for the Western Conference. Truly outstanding play. Scored 99 points in the last two games. Rebounding at over 16 rebounds a clip in the last 10 games. Just truly sensational so far. But is he the MVP so far as we go in the first quarter of the season? Or is someone else? We'll go ahead and discuss that today in our NBA observations and, of course, the first man to observe what's going on in the NBA. Good man, indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today as Ox1947. It is Joe Sorrow. And, Joe, great to have you here, my friend. Welcome back. Great victory for the Lakers yesterday. But with all the talk 
and all the chanting in Washington about AD, MVP, MVP, MVP. There's a lot of names right now. And one thing, when you have a lot of names in the mix right now with a lot of teams in the mix right now, that means there's a lot of players that have a chance to be MVP. I think we're going to have to see how they judge the MVP this year. Mm-hmm. A lot of the MVP candidates, other than, let's say, Jason Tatum and Devin Booker, are teetering on mediocrity. So That's Luka Doncic, Jokic, um, to some degree, Steph Curry, and then, of course, Anthony Davis has now appeared into that group, I think, within the last few days. Yes. And we've had this happen before. We've had Russell Westbrook win the MVP in 2017. They were seventh in the Western Conference, I believe. Yeah, they were not the best team uh, by any stretch, even in in the upper echelons, if you will. And because he did something that was unprecedented other than once by Oscar Robinson is he, he averaged a triple double for an entire season. So it's interesting how over the last decade, two decades, three decades, how the NBA voters have sometimes went the way of what I always thought the MVP should have been, which was the best player in the league that year. Mm-hmm. Some people's criteria is well, you got to be the most valuable player in the league for you to get that award. The problem with that is I watched enough of Shaquille O'Neal play to wonder why he only has one MVP. I would agree with that because there's really no, there's no more valuable player in my time other than maybe Kobe between 08 and. 2010, that was a bona fide valuable player to the point where your team would be nothing without him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was amazing. Uh, Shaq won it in 2000 because it was one of three years, I believe, he played in the upper echelon of the 70s. Uh, I think he only played 80 games once. I think it was his rookie year. He played 80 games. He never played 82. Yeah. And then he ended up winning because he his statistics that year were un, un, were godly. It was number one in scoring, number two in rebounding, number three in blocks. He almost averaged four assists a game. Won All Star MVP, won League MVP, won Finals MVP. Uh, had the number one record uh, on that team. I mean, it was. And, and just to let you know, he is rookie year and his second year he played eighty one games. Yeah, out of so it, Yeah, so he he never played eighty two, but. You know, those were his, I'd say, most available years, yeah. not counting uh, 2000. 2001, I thought he got robbed. Sorry, no disrespect to AI, but Shaq and, uh, didn't win the MVP that year because he missed, what, 15 games? But Yeah, but let's say 99-2000, he averaged 30 points a game and 13 rebounds. Those are MVP-like numbers. True, but he was an MVP just as much the following year, and yeah. to some degree, even in 2002. Shaq should have won MVP three years in a row in my book. You could even say four because that in the 2002-2003, he was 27 and a half, 11 rebounds. The only reason why I say no in 03 was that was Duncan's best season ever. Mm-hmm. And he was, I can, I can, 
I can say that 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 was a warranted MVP to, to Tim Duncan. Um, okay. So I, that's at least that's kind of where I stand on that. Uh, Gar- Garnett won in 04. Uh, Nash won in 05, which a lot of people thought Shaq should have won it that year, and I agree. Um, Nash won in 06. I, Kobe should have won it that year. So where we go, where we're going with this is we've had a lot of, well, you got to be in the top two, top three, play 90 games, or you're not going to win the MVP years. Of course, I'm exaggerating on the 90 games. I know there's only 82, but there was, it always seemed like there was an excuse for certain players not to win an MVP off some lame reasoning uh, that particular year. This year, we've talked about the Lakers turning it around. If they win 50 games after starting 2-10 and and AD plays 75 games, he is winning the MVP. I I have no doubt. Even if Jason Tatum, who is right now the leading MVP in a lot of people's minds because of Boston's success – I still think that AD wins the MVP unless there's a East Coast bias that doesn't allow him to, in which that plays a factor in it as well. I'm not trying to blame other people for it, but the fact that Kobe Bryant and, and Shaquille O'Neal won two MVPs, each one only one, is, a, is an absolute travesty. It's a, it's a, it's like Al Pacino winning only one Oscar. It's just it doesn't make. How how are you going to tell me that arguably the greatest actor of 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 the last three generations has only one Academy Award. How do you have any credibility when that happens? It's the same thing with Shaq and Kobe. How, how, especially Kobe, you can't use the excuse of Kobe, well, he wasn't available. Kobe Bryant was the best player from 2006 to 2010. All due respect to LeBron and Nash, Kobe Bryant was the MVP. That, that was the best player in those that five-year period was Kobe Bryant. He should have won at least three MVPs in that in that stretch. And he didn't because of whatever reasons. Well, they uh, were seven seeds. And then 09, it was what? What was the excuse in 09? They went 65 and 17. And in 2010, he had, I believe, seven game-winning shots in that. That's seven game-winning shots in 2010 that allowed him to be a second seed. Imagine if he doesn't make those shots. They, I think they dropped down to seven. They don't yeah. win those seven games. So what, what, what is your MVP criteria? You keep changing. So what is it going to be this year? Well, I see Luka Doncic on there. He's got a mediocre team. Jokic, mediocre team. AD at the moment, mediocre team. You got Tatum. You got Booker. And then to some degree, Steph Curry. I don't know if he's really in it right now, now that AD's here. So are they going to? Hold the hat up on on Jason Tatum because his team is number one. I would say if the Laker is second, I guarantee you they'll give it to Tatum. Well, let me give you the odds right now as per what we're seeing off of FanDuel. Jason Tatum has actually sneaked ahead of Giannis Antetokounmpo with the fact that the Boston Celtics are currently having the best record in the NBA. Giannis Antetokounmpo is right behind him. Luka Doncic is close behind those two. Although, again, it comes to the point, what's the record? And you see with the mediocre record, the 500 record virtually that that the Dallas Mavericks has, I understand he's been a great part of that offense, but he can't do it all himself. And if he does, 
their only mediocre team at best right now, which is not very good for his MVP chances. Stephen Curry is in the mix as well. With him, he's been having a sensational season. In many ways, statistically, it's a better season than his MVP seasons. But where are they at right now as a team? 13-11. So people are putting that in perspective as well. Then also you have Devin Booker, Devin Booker, who just scored 51 points over the weekend, the same around the same time Anthony Davis was scoring his double nickel. So Devin Booker on the West leading Suns is also in there. Joel Embiid is also in there, but you know, injuries have kind of held him back this year. So I was thinking that he was going to be one of the favorites, if not the favorite, after many people thought he was uh, overlooked for last year's MVP. Unfortunately, he has it to me, and I think a lot of other people hasn't materialized as much because he's just not been available as much as he needs to be for that team in Philadelphia because they're actually, again, right around 500. You said this best. A lot of these teams are right around 500. Anthony Davis, now a team with the Lakers, rising up to just even get near the 500 mark. He's in the mix right after Devin Booker. Then you have John Morant for the Memphis Grizzlies. He's still in the mix. Donovan Mitchell is also on the radar because of what he's done for the Cleveland Cavaliers being a scoring machine for them. And then Nikola Jokic after that. I think Nikola Jokic really, even if the, the Denver Nuggets, you know, finally kick it into gear, they're 14 to nine now, but even if they kick it into gear, I don't think that people are going to go ahead and give him a third straight MVP, no matter how statistically good he is. There's your mix, my friend. After hearing all that and seeing the odds right now, you know, tell me some of the good and some of the bad when you're seeing as far as the MVP numbers right now and the MVPs behind it, the possibilities in the mix. Well, you have a lot of phenomenal statistics from Giannis, AD, Tatum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luka Doncic is, is – is, he, Statistically, he, he's awesome. Statistically, he could do something if he had a few more rebounds, a few more assists, that would be – ridiculous which is averaging 30 points a game with 10 assists and 10 rebounds a game that's just godly numbers <laughs> that's wilt guard wilt was a guard that's that's what he would probably have yeah the the mvp in my book has to be the best player in the league if you don't want to make the mvp a guy that's not going to make the playoffs Okay, I can give you that. But if if you have a guy that's the best, clearly the best player in the league, and you're and the team makes the playoffs, that 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 guy needs to be the MVP. It's it's a player doesn't have the ability to construct the team. I know some uh-huh. case in a lot of cases they have influence, but they don't construct the team. They don't hire the coach. They don't do a lot of that stuff. So is this an individual award or is it a team award? There's a reason why there are team awards. The ultimate team award is winning the championship. And when you look at the finals MVP, it usually goes to the best player in that series. So why can't the MVP regular season MVP go to the best player of the season? Never understood because you you start to muddy the water in the qualifications. If you sit there and you say, it's kind of like the whole referee thing, right? Remember when I tell you, don't call a foul if you didn't see the hit. If you didn't see the hit, you can justify telling the player, I didn't see it, sorry, I didn't call a foul. But if you call a foul, we end up looking at the footage and it wasn't a foul. It didn't hit the guy's hand. 
then why the hell are you calling a foul? You just guessed. So it would have been a lot easier. And they used to do this in the 70s. That's why Kareem won six MVPs. Kareem wasn't winning after he left Milwaukee for those first five years in L.A. So he was, but he was still winning MVPs because he was the best player in the league. So that's where they kind of started screwing up this MVP thing where they started yapping about, okay, well, it's supposed to help the team win. They have to be in the, in the top three uh, in the standings for him to qualify. And I'm like, now you're really complicated. That's what people do. They always complicate things. Yeah. Most valuable player of your league. Not most valuable player of his team so that you can be the MVP of the league. I just, I just, I know you can look at it both ways and have it make sense, but for me, it's an individual award. It should go to the best player in the league. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. The better that these Marvel films do, the higher the standards are going to be for not just other films in general, but other Marvel films also. I think it's really hard to end a show with this many fans in a satisfying way. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Playing worldwide on radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Thanks so much for joining us again. It's the Lakers Fast Break. Truly appreciate you being part of what we're doing here. It's Gerald Glassford along with Joe Soro, a.k.a. Ox1947. BDA Pink in our chat room, the world's best Lakers chat room that's out there. He said it's hard to not go with Tatum right now for MVP. So uh, I mean, okay. if you so, I mean, he he is playing the best of his career on the team that has the best record in the NBA. Okay, so let's that's, talk about that. I'm glad I'm glad BDA that, said that. That's a that's a hard argument to go uh, over. Well, here's the thing. Uh, so let me ask you this. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Let's let's talk let's talk individually. And when you're talking about Boston, who are you scared more? Devil, who you know, who are you scared more of? AD when he's in, at optimum level or Jason Tatum? Mind you, they, they both have the stats. They're yeah. both young, right? They're both in their primes, blah, blah, blah. Who is, who is the scariest player between Jason Tatum and Anthony Davis? Okay, let's put it from a scoring mentality. Maybe uh, Tatum is the little bit better scorer, but the better mm. defender. Yeah, I'd probably mm. say, yeah, he can shoot better outside from three. I don't think Tatum is capable. See, if if Anthony I Davis I think he's a little is bit on, scorer. Anthony Davis gets 30 points in his sleep. I think he's a little bit better scorer than over statistically over time. Shooting wise, yeah. But, but defensively, it's not a contest. We know AD is one of the at you know, and he's playing at his peak is one of the best defenders in the NBA, bar none. Tatum, it can be at times a very good defender. He has the size, he has the length, but he does not change a game like AD can change the game playing on the inside. He just does not have that effect. 
That I can give you. I beg to differ. When, on the when, defensive when, end? I'm sorry. I was talking about the, the offensive side. I, the, I transitioned, man. You got to yeah, keep up with Yeah, me. I'm you sorry, gotta but I, I got to go back. I got to go back to that because I'm not, I'm not buying the ADs. Just Tatum, as Tatum is more dynamic from the outside. Well, of course he's, he's a guard. He's a forward. <sighs> he's a tomato, tomato. He's 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 a he's a perimeter player. There you go. Okay. He's a perimeter player. His job is to shoot, make shots from the outside, get to the hole. I guess sure in this today's NBA, but Anthony Davis. Let's say the last game. He, he didn't miss a three, did he? He, he was two for no, two. No, but this is a guy that has been shooting for nine for nine on the free throw line. Yeah, but can we say this again? AD, you give him the really ball want, inside the paint, it's over. Do you want AD shooting threes all the time? This is a guy who's shooting nineteen. Don't need to. He doesn't need to be shooting threes. That's correct. But it's nice to have it. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you there. I don't. I don't, I don't know if I'll go with ADs uh, to me. In this capacity, it's like splitting more. hairs on the offensive end, my friend. I, I think the fear is more with AD versus Jason Tatum. I think there's more of a fear. Well, on the defensive end, I have no doubt. Plus, also what you like. You I said, think on offense, just as much. On the inside, he creates havoc if he's really rolling like that, like you saw against Washington. I can agree with you there. I can attest to you there, seeing what havoc he can create on the inside. You just asked me if you're just like, okay, which one is the more dynamic score from all three tiers of the point inside mid range and outside, you maybe have to give the slight edge to Tatum, but what, like you said, the inside, he can create so much havoc on both the offensive and defensive ends right now, the way he's playing, there was no one better in the NBA playing right now than Anthony Davis. Correct. So the MVP this year, we're going to find out maybe around January. I think we still need another month or so. Oh, yeah. To yeah. see how it's, the it's teams early. play out. There's going to be three or four that are going to drop off because that's just kind of how it happens. Uh, yeah. Giannis is having a, believe it or not, it's probably having his best season so far. Imagine that. He's and that's a good beats. point. BDA Pink is coming back again with AD has been great for 10, 10 to 12 games. Yeah. Tatum's been he he's been playing well since the beginning since you know obviously on a mission after what happened in the finals. Yeah, well he's he's making up for what many said was a massive choke job, and that that tends to happen a lot. That people like to use the word choke. If he doesn't have a bad series, Boston probably wins that series. Let's say if this particular Tatum is playing in the finals, we're we're unfortunately seeing the Celtics put up 18 but it's equally worse yeah it's equally worse now because i don't know who could stop them in the east maybe milwaukee i don't think philly can toronto can't atlanta's going to be in shambles here uh very very shortly get ready for um trade talks uh with uh the diva over there i don't know anyone in the east that could stop them at this point other than maybe milwaukee and they'd have to have a Chris Middleton that was on fire like he was. Yeah, they'd have uh, to shoot well from the outside. They'd have to have the Middleton that was playing in those last four games in the finals against Phoenix for them Lopez, to have a shot. Lopez, Middleton, and Holiday would have to shoot well from the outside just to help out Ajana yeah. Stentacopo. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we're seeing a lot of these guys that were supposed to be studs kind of turn into duds here. But I guess that's, that's the way it is. Uh, Miami... 
I don't know what's going on in Miami. That's one of the most disappointing teams right now, I think, in the NBA. Well, I, 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 it, it, it goes back to guys like Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson. Those guys got, uh, those guys got comfortable after they got their money, and that happens. That happens more that than happens you think. Quite a bit. Uh, and when I don't want to were... say it hasn't happened to Jordan Poole yet because we don't know the effects of the punch that he took from Draymond Green and the long-lasting effects on that because I know a lot of people have been saying that recently. But I would want to say, you know what? Just after what he went through, let's hold off on those those talks. I don't think I don't think that has anything to do with it. I think you have to understand that pressure will it will uh, m- pressure and money mm-hmm. will will reveal who you are at some point. Are, are you going to get that contract and then get comfortable, get relieved? One of the things I, I tell uh, people around me is I was I was told by a very, very good mentor in my life. He's kind of like my big brother. Uh, he used to say, Joey, he's from New York, Joey, uh, when you start getting comfortable, start worrying. Why is that? I mean, you could interpret that in many ways. When you get comfortable, you get complacent. You get that, ah, I'll do it tomorrow. Ah, I don't have to work as hard because I kind of got rewarded a little bit and I can kind of relax. Well, if you have that mindset all the time, uh, you could have it once in a while. We're all human. We want to relax. We want to enjoy our life a little bit, doing nothing. Mm -hmm. But if you let it take over too much, you it now becomes your habit. It becomes a habit. And if you guys know anything about Pat Riley, Pat Riley is never comfortable. You can no. see it in interviews. And right now, he's going to have to do something here to likely ignite the team with something. Who, whoever's out there that can that can that can make the team relevant again, you know, I don't know who's going to be out there for him, but he, they're going to have to do something. I think, unless they just kind of slow out the gate, and maybe they might kind of kind of come back to. Where they where they should be down the road. We still need some time. We we over exaggerated the the, the Lakers uh, demise based off of what we saw at the end of the year last year, and that kind of just tainted us. And I, I know that I've I, I I I just didn't feel like a three and a half month you know downfall would would all of a sudden be rectified with the same roster. I'm a firm believer that if you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you know, expecting a different result usually doesn't 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 create a different result yeah. if you want any proof to that just look at the, the la dodgers the la dodgers keep doing the same thing over and over again they won't kill the main issue with their team which is leadership they have no one there to motivate any of these guys they've been acquiring talent left and right but they can't seem to they still run into the same problem but they're not fixing the main problem which is bad leadership when it matters so here you you know, you've got, you know, you've got, you've got a Miami team that's, that's going to need another month, I'd say, to, to finally kind of get an idea of what's going on there. And then as far as uh, getting back into the MVP topic, BDA did make a good point. I can't argue against it. Uh, Tatum has, has, I mean, because he has been consistent. Tatum has been, it hurts me very much to go ahead. And well, it doesn't, Tatum doesn't, support for yeah, Tatum doesn't hurt me though. Tatum is, <sighs> Tatum is, we should have drafted him. Yes, we should have. Tatum is a freaking great dude. And I like Jalen Brown. And I like Jason Tatum. I like that Celtic team. I like Marcus Smart. I like that team. It's just they're wearing that damn jersey. Yep. 
And we can't, guys. I'm sorry. We cannot cheer for the Celtics no matter who's on that team. It's just not going to work. We're about the team. We're not about the players. I like Tatum. I like those guys. They, if they, you know, if they happen to win it, they would deserve it, but it would kill us because now we're back to kind of square one again, where we gotta win and then win again to to overtake that 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 overall title. the The current race, if I had to pick right now, uh, let's say the top three, it's probably going to be Jason Tatum, uh, Giannis, and AD. At the moment, I'll say that again for everyone out there: Tatum, Giannis, and AD. Those are my I, top three. That's I would say that's probably very very good right I now. I know I some think. will say, "Oh, you're picking AD because he's a Laker. Why not Luka Doncic?" Well, I would, pro- I would not pick Luka Doncic simply because of the fact that his team is mediocre right now. I would probably go Tatum at Tintacumpo, and I'm leaning. Booker with Davis close behind at number four. If the, if the Lakers get into that mix, we're right there with Dallas Mavericks. Let's say they're both playing at, at right now as far as, let's say they're both thir- in a couple weeks, 15 and 15, or in less than a week, 15 and 15, both 500 teams. I would probably lean towards Anthony Davis because he's been doing more, more on both ends of the court than Luka Doncic right now because his defense has still been suffering. Yeah, it's his team is not complete in any way and I don't know what Dallas can do to to help him in the next year or two that's a good point though Blue Magic uh, Blue Magic brings up we should have drafted Tatum yes we should have but uh, would we have packaged him in the AD trade anyways no. no no Kuzma would have gone instead I believe so I believe so yes it would have been way, Kuzma instead of Lonzo at that time yeah, yeah, because they, 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 there would have been talk that we're not, we're not, that this, it's off the table, and New Orleans would have had to have made a deal somehow, and no one, and and AD did not, AD did not, uh, he said I'm going to LA or not, or this is not going to work. So Tatum would have been with LeBron and AD. That that is, a, I firmly believe that, and how that would have played out. <laughs> Yeah, it would have been uh, it. It would have been pretty nice. <laughs> I would have thrown him another one draft. I know blue match. It's too bad play. too because I look at Lonzo and I I don't dislike Lonzo, but the guy's a walking corpse. Uh, he he can't. He doesn't look like a guy that's going to stay healthy. And well, he's not healthy right now. He's not yeah, even on and the court. He, he he got his money. He got his money, and I'm sure that uh, the mentality there isn't about. I don't know necessarily if he really yeah, loves. But, was the mentality of just with him being drafted was that we got to have the next magic. He's the next magic. We got to go ahead and draft the next magic. And the hype at that time was that he had uh, those similar type of skills. Yeah. We, we didn't, he was the summer league King. That was, that was the extent of his career to me. He was very entertaining in summer league. We were all excited, but when you're not available, which is ultimately the greatest ability is availability. And you're a guy that's not going to be able to shoot in a league where your guards need to shoot. I think that's where the, I think that's where the threshold was really official after that draft, where we didn't really understand how important it was that we needed a guard that can shoot. And Tatum, I didn't know enough about Tatum to really make that 
you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but that's not my job. My job isn't to know that Tatum would have been a better player versus Lonzo. Maybe the scouts didn't didn't know either. Uh, I think the one I think what Philly did was worse. The fact that they, <laughs> I think the fact that they traded all those picks for for Fultz. That's I think that's more tragic than what the Lakers did. At least the Lakers took Lonzo and turned him into AD, and they won a championship. So the sting isn't as bad. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting how the criteria will be this year, because there are a lot of MVP candidates that aren't on the, that aren't on, not with the teams that are going to be in the top four by any means, if anything, more towards the, the bottom, all the way bottom, like maybe even the play in. Uh, that's true, Blue Magic. He did turn into a decent three-point shooter. Actually, a very good three-point shooter. You're right. Above 40% from three. I know he had that unorthodox style, which amused a lot of people, including LeBron at the time. He does have great team defensive skills. He just really is. I've seen the way he looks at the passing lanes when he's on defense and the fact that he's got quick hands. Yeah, really great as far as being able to see him and Caruso. That's why they had that early season spark last season with the Chicago Bulls because him and Caruso really great on that team defensive end. I really agree that uh, it's just a tragedy what's happened to him and seeing how it probably will his knee his knee issues will probably affect him for the rest of his life. In regards to what you said, Blue Magic, in regards to the Pelicans, would have insisted on Tatum. If Tatum was showing the kind of promise which he was at that point in time, I think the Lakers probably would have just maybe given him, you know, if they could have another first round draft pick or some type of other compensation, because you've got to do what you can to keep that kind of player in well, your house. Was was Boston going to draft Lonzo if they were number two? We, you know, we don't. We can only speculate right now. Yeah, we don't know. I, I would. That would be that'd be a good question to ask Ainge if you're having some drinks with him and promise not to tell anybody. That'd be that'd be a fun conversation. Uh, Blue Magic has Tatum, Giannis, Curry, Doncic, and AD all above for MVP because, you know, you could say SGA is an outside as far as, you know, Shea Gilgis Alexander's playing outstanding. Absolutely incredible basketball right now. He is in the same situation as Anthony Davis because their team is actually right there in the mix with the Lakers at 10 and, uh, 11 and 13. They just won earlier today. So your thoughts on Shea Gilgis Alexander – He's been playing sensational ball on both ends of the floor as well, averaging a steal and a block, also above 30 points, just doing a tremendous job lifting that Oklahoma City team to relevancy in a year everybody thought they would tank. Well, he's he's averaging 31 points a game, shooting 50% from the field. That's, I mean, that's, that's, Steph Curry esque <laughs> with better athleticism, averaging six assists a game as well. He, if if he's in New York, he's he's a top five candidate. But because he's in Oklahoma City, I think it's less likely he'll ever have a shot at winning the MVP. Even if he, well, why do you say that? Russell Westbrook won when he was in Oklahoma City. Uh, Russell Westbrook has, I guess, I don't know, more of a personality that people kind of tend to pay attention to. I understand he was more showcased by the league than Shea Gilgis Alexander was at this point, up until this point. I think that in the coming weeks and months, 
the league and the general public at large will get to know SGA a lot more because the outstanding player that he has become. And I have a feeling that the Clippers may rue the ones, you know, if they don't, if they don't do as I predicted at the beginning of the season, it's already been, they, it's, already, it's already been a terrible trade. They, they may rue that day that they went ahead yeah, and they, they made that trade, but, but they would have never gotten Kawhi in. And yeah, that uh, was a package deal. And, and won nothing. Yeah. It's still a one, nothing. Uh, and won't win and won't win anything. So yeah, in the end, they traded a spare tire for a twenty-inch chrome rim, and with 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 you know, with the fixings. Blue feels like Doncic is only going to get the MVP because of his numbers. I really think that he's not going to get the MVP because as long as they stay around five hundred, they have to go ahead and play play somewhere in the top five maybe top four in the West. I really we think to, that's a key. We I have to understand. We have to understand. Yeah. We have to understand something here, guys. Uh, the, the voters are human beings. Yeah. And when you involve human being thought, you can't really determine. Think about this for a second. And I know he's passed away this year, but Fred, Fred Hickman, Hickman voted for Alan, Fred, Fred Hickman voted for Allen Iverson in 2000. I'm pretty sure, even though he, he denied it at the time, if he had known he was going to be the only one that voted for not Shaq, I guarantee he would have voted for Shaq because he didn't expect that kind of Fred Hickman was, I mean, I used to like watching CNN SI more than I like watching ESPN for, for a short period of time there. I I really liked Fred Hickman. Um, And I never didn't like him after that vote. I'm not saying that, but it's, it's, I mean, Fred, come on. Shaq was a, this, that was one of the greatest seasons any player has ever had. How do you how, how did you even think of justifying it? So when you have stuff like that, how do you how do you really know what what uh, what these guys are going to follow that particular year? It changes it seems like every 2-3 years. Karl Malone won an MVP with Jordan in the league. Yeah. You know, that's Charles Barkley, I know he was extremely valuable in 93, but Jordan, Jordan's the best player in 93. Jordan's the best player in 97. Shaq was the best player from 2000 to 2002. Kobe was the best player from 06. Okay, I'll, I'll give Dirk 07, but Kobe should have won in 06, 08, 09, and, 0, and 10. He was the best player in the league, and this is Kobe. This is a guy that dedicated his life to this thing. And is available and is making unbelievable plays and winning games that they shouldn't win. And how do you, what is the criteria? What is it? I don't get it. I don't get what it is every year, different changes. And we could have made it easy. They could have just made it easy and say, this is the best player in the league. And it would have been fine. Instead, they started throwing all this. You, know, you tell me that it matters about team, and then you vote James Harden as a guy as a, as an MVP. I mean, really, James Harden has as many MVPs as Kobe, yeah. Steve Nash. Okay, I, I get that he helped Phoenix do what it did, but come on, guys, you, you gotta you gotta you, you know kind of stick to one thing and, and write it every year, but it changes. Well, once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you being part of what we do here. It's Gerald Glasser along with Joe Sorrell. Blue Magic says, I agree with you, Gerald, but it's kind of hard for Doncic not to get serious consideration when he's effectively averaging 34.99 per game. 
I'm not saying he shouldn't be in the top five right now, or he shouldn't stay in the top five. I just think right now, if you know what the record is at right now, what is it? It is 11 and 11 that he would be made MVP strictly off of numbers. Then that kind of defeats the purpose. I think of the MVP, I think that he was pretty much like you said, outlined earlier in the show, Joe, with Russell Westbrook and his triple double season, he had to go ahead and do that on a team that still had, what, 47 wins, I think was their record. I think they won that year, about 47 wins, if I remember correctly. So they still had a record above 500, but uh, that was probably the very minimum of what they could qualify for in order for him to get the MVP. I think that the Dallas Mavericks have to get somewhere fourth, fifth, or sixth for Luka Doncic to become the MVP as long as he keeps those kind of numbers. There's, the campaign started this year with Doncic leading the way to being MVP. Tatum took the finals uh, debacle to heart and is trying to go into Kobe mode to, to make up for it. AD, healthy. The rest of the way, dropping 30, 13, and three blocks, and Lakers winning 50 games, he's the MVP. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's, that has nothing to do with him being a Laker, but if this team starts 2-10 and 10, and AD has a, let's say, 28, leads the league in rebounding and in blocks and wins defensive player of the year, he's an MVP. He's the MVP. Well, that's, that's actually a good point by BDA Pink. They have a defensive player of the year, but not an offensive player of the year. MVP should be the best overall player for the season. I know they have that in football. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really a big fan of it. Uh, I think you start to dilute awards like the Western Conference Finals MVP, Eastern Conference Finals MVP. I'm like, really? Come on, guys. I mean, how many awards do you want to win? Might as well have a first round. He MVP. does have a point. Uh, there's a point there, but uh, MVP is enough in my book. You know, you're gonna what, what's what's an offensive player of the year? So gonna would do? you give rid of defensive player of the year? No, it's a different award. Okay, I mean, just, if you if you want to change it to. Defensive MVP of the year. That's fine. That's really I'm what just, it is. Just thrown out there. I didn't say I would. Actually, you know what? It might not be. It might not be because I think they gave a lot of Defensive Player of the Year awards to the centers that won. It's a lazy. A lot of these guys are lazy at voting. It's like first team NBA guys or first team defensive well, it's player. It's like the guys. college rankings each and every week. You think it's these lazy? Coaches, it, the coaches yeah, they'll, bowl? They'll, they'll they'll they have the time to go ahead and, and these, figure yeah, out these, who's doing what? Yeah, these guys aren't watching every game to be able no, to justify to do it who's them. what. Yeah, they don't they don't know what the hell's going on. Paying, yeah. They can't pay attention to every, all these games apparently. Yeah. But but then the question is why are they uh why are they voting? Wouldn't you think it would be better if a coach was voting cuz coaches are teaching so that every team plays each other throughout the year, right? So these guys are going to know, right? The coaching staff is going to know how good this defensive player is or how this this player is, how good this player is, right? MVP wise, uh-huh. I, I don't I don't know why unless you could have some validity to that these 
writers are watching all these games, how are they not going to vote towards this particular side versus people on the West Coast when they're not watching those games? Because you know, you know, the guys in Philly aren't watching the Golden State Warriors playing until one thirty in the morning. So how do you know? How do you know how good Steph Curry is playing except watching a box score and listening to Stephen A. Smith saying how good Steve Curry is? You know, like is that really going to be your criteria on how you vote, or are you going to watch the games and really see it? It's a lot. That's a lot to think about. It is a lot to think about, and I know that the arguments are there already. The discussions are – I like the fact that there's options. I like the fact that each and every player out there, maybe outside of Tatum, uh, you know, you could say he's in the top three or he's out of the top three. Tatum has to be on everyone's top three, I think, at this point in time. You can throw in Curry into the mix because he's, he's having outstanding numbers himself. You could throw Doncic in there because of the outstanding numbers. You can throw AD in there even now. You could throw Booker based off of the record that they have in Phoenix and also the way he's playing. So there's so many different options right now. I think that it's still very much enjoyably, and I say this very much enjoyably, up for grabs right now for MVP. A lot more than normal, I think. That's good. That's we're a good thing. We're talking about eight, eight players. Uh, yeah. I guess we're, we're in it too early. we got to wait. Maybe even bit. nine if you throw SGA in there in the mix. and Yeah. What does that do in the end, though? But meaning what? Meaning, well, what's the point of this discussion? Talking about nine guys when it's only one award. Well, yeah, but it just shows you that right now, 20 games in, it's not a runaway race already. That there's a lot of good players doing extremely well that can buy or at least have a claim on who the MVP of the league is for this season. It's It's going to be, it's going to come down to what, the writers decide an MVP is this year. And most of the MVP candidates are on teams that are not top four teams. Uh Half of them are not even close. Uh So you're going to likely have to vote for someone who's the best player in the league versus the best, most valuable player for their team, which has to be somewhere in the top three. Uh Okay. So what the hell is this? Is this an individual award? Or is it a team award? I thought teams have their MVP. Yeah. They have a team MVP. The most valuable player of their team, they have team awards for that. The NBA, National Basketball Association, most valuable player. Read it. Read it, everyone. Jordan, you can read, right? National Basketball. This is what it says. I'm not making this up. National Basketball Association most valuable player. What does that read to you? Does that say you National Basketball Association most valuable player if you have 30 points, 8 assists, 8 rebounds, your team is uh, second in the in, in the conference and you have to be have to have yellow hair. Right? Well, he says, wow, most valuable player doesn't mean best player on a winning team. See, and that's – I knew this guy. I knew he was going to say that. I knew it. You're, you're, it's too easy with you. What is it then? It says NBA MVP. It says the best player. NBA, in not the Charlotte Hornets, not the Golden State Warrior. National Basketball Association's most valuable player. Who is the most valuable player in the NBA? It's an individual award should go to the number one player 
that year. So let's say we use Jordan's thought here, you know, his thought process. He says the best player in the league. Last year, would you really make Nikola Jokic and say he's the actual number one player in the league? No. If you made a number one, if you made no. a draft of all the players in the league last year, would he be the number one choice? No. I would have picked Giannis personally. Giannis is the best player in the league. But he, he did not play at that level, comparatively speaking, stat-wise, to Jokic, according to the numbers. I, 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 again, we're going we're gonna to have to say this again. What is it? What the... the, the, the Change the name. Change it to change the name. You you know, uh, who was it? Blue Magic? Is it Blue Magic or BDA that said there's no offensive player of the year? I'll take a look. But uh, okay. change the MVP. That... Get rid of the MVP and put offensive player of the year. I Make it all blue. easy for us. Best player in the NBA on offense. And let's wow. call it a day. Yeah, BDA Pink said it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just not – I. I it's not a it's it's it has not been in the last 40 years let's say 30 years 30 plus years it has ever since charles barkley in my book won the mvp in 93 the the the, the mvp started getting weird well he also said that uh jordan brown did so so jerry west didn't deserve the mvp player or deserve the mvp nba finals on that laker team was it 69 Who said uh, that they was it 69 that, that they yeah, lost? Yeah, he was the only he losing yeah. – he was the only player to, to win the MVP in a losing series. I'm sorry, it's in the final series. Wait, who said this? Jordan? Jordan. He said – he's asking if if he uh, – he says he didn't deserve it. I don't care what Jordan says. He was he's, the best player in that series. Yeah, overall. He just didn't yeah. have the – he just wasn't on the best team at that series. Right. You know, you know, you know, you know, who, you know who should have won the MVP in 2015? Finals? No. LeBron James, he would have been on the losing side, right? Yeah. LeBron James was the best player in that series. It was even talked about at that point. In time. Yes, he should have won the MVP, but they like to give it to the winning guy, and they give it to <laughs> Iguodala. I, 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 just, just call it what it is, guys. Who was the best player? Hockey has done it before. Hockey's done it. Uh, the last one was. Uh, God, but name him isn't isn't coming to my head. Uh, was uh, well, I'll get back to you on that one. Uh, I remember it was a goalie, a uh, popular one. But um, Grant Fuhr? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. The record and Jason Tatum playing out of his mind at this moment, you can justify that vote at the moment. You can. Oh, you Patrick can Waugh. No, it wasn't Patrick Waugh. I'll, I'll find out. I'll find out. Um, the you can have both. I'm not saying you know being on the best team doesn't matter. You know that does matter to a degree. And for in this in this case, you're you're looking at Tatum being number one, and I, I and you can justify that because he is playing MVP ball, and his team happens to be the number one team in the league. Well, uh, and a good point was made earlier by Joe and uh, alongside what Blue Magic is saying. I mean, Nash won more MVPs than Kobe and Shaq. That's why the, the MVP in the NBA tends to look like the Oscars. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't compute. How does Shaq win one MVP? How does Kobe win one MVP? These guys were beyond transcendent players, and they played – Shaq played 19 years and Kobe played 20 years. You're telling me they were the most valuable player one time? 
in 20 years? Who who's who, who justifies this? It just does, doesn't it doesn't work. So it does. I don't know. I don't know where what what else they can. I don't know what else they can do. I don't know what else they can do to make it more consistent, other than having coaches vote for it. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Hey, Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. So I ask you this one last time, my friend. I know you said it earlier, but just in case people that are coming in late to the chat want to go ahead and hear your thoughts, who are your top – let's go Let's go with top five. I know you mentioned top three. Who are your top five MVP candidates right now? Top five? Top five. Give me a top five. Right so now. Tatum, Giannis – A.D., Doncic, and Booker. I've got Tatum, Atentacumpo. I've got Booker, slightly ahead of Anthony Davis, and Stephen Curry right there at number five with uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander just right behind him in case anyone slips. Not bad. Yeah. Yours is not bad either. Absolutely. If you're out there and you want to share your thoughts on your top five for MVPs, you could do it in the chat. You could do it after we go off the air right on YouTube. You can also you know, send me a tweet at Lakers Fast Break, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, or go ahead, share it with Joe as Ox1947, LakersBall.com, or Lakerholics.com. Jordan Brown has said he's got AD, Tatum, Giannis, and Steph. Do you have a fifth there? Jordan, that's not a top five. That's kind of like a top four, but that's a good top four right there for you. No one so, cares what Jordan no one cares what Jordan's top five. Uh, he cares what he thinks. That'd be nice. He's not being too angry at you today. I, you, you know, play nice sometimes. Giannis is by far the MVP. Uh, I would say eh. eh. I, I kind of disagree with you. Um, I'd probably say Tatum is, is right now leading the MVP votes. I think he's he's now the favorite in Vegas. Right now he's overtaken Giannis simply based off of the record, but also the fact he's been, he's been you know, he's what he's scoring 30 points a game, uh, rebounding, I think, at a, at a near career rate. So he's been playing very well, I, I think, on both ends of the floor. Not quite with the impact that AD has had, but still very good nonetheless. And I think that's right now getting him a little bit ahead of everybody else, including Giannis, simply because if you want to go by the record right now, Boston has been so dominant uh, up until, you know, what we've seen so far this season. So I, I know that the tonight in Sebastian Jaguar. You remember him? Yep. 2003 Anaheim Ducks won the Conn Smythe. As okay. a loser. Because you knew it was bothering Joe. I knew the face. I just couldn't remember the name. Hey, the pond. If anybody has been to the pond, you know, I know it's aged now, but that was one of the nicest arenas I've ever been in. I really enjoyed the, the pond. The pond. The pond. That's just me. Same. Yeah. But 
Uh, BDA Pink says Doncic has been carrying the Mavs all by himself. Yeah, they're now 12 and 11 because they won while being up and on this broadcast. So I would say that, you know, he has been carrying, uh, what, 34, 9 and 9, just outstanding numbers. If they get anywhere near the top four, the, the Western Conference, he moves up considerably in the conversation as well. Blue Magic says it won't be awarded to Jokic or, or Giannis. I say Giannis is still in the mix. I say Jokic, no matter what he does or no matter what Denver does, Joe, he will not win for a third straight time. Based based on what the voters seem to do is after a while they get bored giving the MVP to the same guy. I think Giannis is still in the running. Yeah, Giannis is still in the running. He's actually having his best season, in my opinion, which, again, says a lot considering he's already got two MVPs. Yeah. The MVP this year will be Tatum. Or so far, because so I don't know if Boston's going to slow down. It's either going to be Tatum. Uh, I'm going to hold off on saying AD at the moment. I got to I gotta see them get to. The Lakers have to get above 500. Yeah, if, they're, if they're 10 and 12 right now, they're going to have to get to 20 and 12 before I start talking yeah. about MVP. Uh, I agree with you. As much I as I wish, you know, it wouldn't be that, that wouldn't be the issue, but it is. So Jason Tatum is going to win the AVP or Giannis is going to win the AVP in my opinion. Well, that's right now from Joe Soro. I say it's a little bit more open-ended on that, but I agree with Joe's earlier statements. I'd say the race right now is very convoluted, which is a good thing. A lot of options, a lot of conversation there. But January, once January starts, then you're going to see some, maybe some individuals start standing out from the pack. Then you could might get down to three, maybe four candidates. And then you could start really finding out exactly who is going to be. So if the Lakers get top two in the West and AD keeps playing this way, he wins MVP. Yes. If the Lakers get into the top three of the West, do you think the Lakers, do you think Anthony Davis might get the MVP? In the top three? In the top three or four. Let's just, I'll give it if he, if he If he goes anywhere near the top four and, he's, and he averages 28, wins the rebounding title, wins the blocking title, and is the best defensive player in the league, I would guarantee you he'd win the MVP. Yeah, he's moved it into the number one spot because statistically he has the best defensive rating right now in basketball, or at least as of last week, late last week I was checking. He was uh, best defensive rating. He's the, what, he's the league's leading rebounder, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So be that as it may, there's no one better right now on the defensive end than Anthony Davis. The statistics have to be godly. Yeah. And the winning has to go from – being last at one point to being in the top four. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to happen yet. The Lakers would like to need, they would need to make a trade to butter this up a little bit more. I would be happy. I would give them the MVP if they got to the sixth seed and got away from the play in that to me would be more valuable. I don't think they're going to do the same thing like they did with Russell Westbrook. No, I don't think so. I'm, I mean, you know, I, if, if, if Tatum is, if the, if, the, if the Celtics win, right now they're on pace to win 67 games. They're 20 and five, right? Yeah. They're on, they're on pace, let's say, to win 67 games. If Tatum is playing the way he's playing and they win 67 games, being that there is a legitimate East Coast bias, I believe he's going to win the MVP, even if AD takes it to the sixth seed and has a, Phenomenal season. 
he'd have to be in the top four, I think, for for them to for for him to have a shot. Yeah, and have these have these numbers. But they will give him the MVP. They will give him the defensive player of the year. I think that's that'd be the trade off. He's the best yeah. defensive player in my book. He is the best defensive player right now, and hopefully that will stay. Hopefully he'll stay healthy. What? Let me ask you this as a last question: How many games do you think he needs to play to be seventy-five? Seventy-five. Okay. And he's he's on he's on pace. Well, he's if he doesn't miss any more games from here on out, he's he'll be at eighty. So he can miss five more games. Good point. I'd say I'd say seventy-two to seventy-five. If you can't he miss. You can't miss ten games. Shaq. In 01 and this is a different league, my friend. Yeah, but to me, an MVP needs to be available. You need to play at least 75 games. I'm not, I mean, you can win. Okay, 72 is fine too, but you got to be there. You got to be available. Jordan, stop, stop with this stuff. No, he's playing, he's playing at better defensive level. He's doing that to mess with me because Giannis has Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez is, I think, right now the league leader in blocks right now, and he is providing so much better defense for them statistically in Milwaukee alongside Giannis because Brooke Lopez is healthy this time around than la- than what he was last season. So I, I I don't know. I don't think Giannis is going to be Defensive Player of the Year simply because Brooke Lopez is eating up a lot of those defensive minutes in the paint, and he's getting a lot of those blocks. So uh, I think right now it's AD. On the defensive end, will he be in the contention for the MVP? We'll wait and see. But if you have thoughts, please let us know. Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break uh, at yahoo.com. Also, as well, you can go ahead and give us a shout out on your thoughts in the MVP anytime in the comments right there. But if you have any thoughts, we're always here for you. But before we head on out, want to mention that our live watch party will take place tomorrow as the Lakers head into Cleveland right there to face off against the Cavs. That is a daunting task. Joe, the Lakers are on a back-to-back. Any last thoughts on what the team needs to do or will do in the next two games before we head on out? Win and win. Wow. I'm hoping for a split, That, to be honest. I don't hope for splits. I hope for wins. Okay, because Toronto just lost against Boston right now at home, so they're not happy. So they will not be happy when they face off against the Lakers. And the they will have a day's rest, whereas the Lakers will not. So kind of tall and a very tough order to ask, my friend. I'll be happy. I'll be okay with a split, but I prefer winning these two games because I have a feeling it's going to be hard to beat Philly and Philly. I don't know why we don't play well against Joel Embiid. That's a good point. Good point. But yeah, never know. Things change on that. But uh, I think that a split would be, I would be have, very happy with a split. I think if the Lakers do come out of a split against two really solid Eastern Conference teams, I really think that's going to be a sign that the Lakers are a very competitive team. We'll see what happens as they continue on the road trip. But it all starts tomorrow with Cleveland at 4.30 p.m. Pacific. Join us on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. Then, of course, after the game, we're going to be here for you right here at the last Lakers Fast Break on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitch. We're all here for you. Plus, go ahead and catch our shows anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Jordan's on there. He said, well, still talking to you, my friend. He's still talking to you. Petting my cat. Always great to have you here as well. Thank you so much to Blue. Thank you so much to BDA Pink. 
You guys have been outstanding. Jordan, you've been outstanding in the conversation as well. The best Lakers talk is right here. Howard Hill, got to give you a shout out as well. Thank you so much for everybody for watching and listening. Jordan Brown says Lakers beat Cavs. If they do, they will go 2 and 0. Wow, riding that momentum. We'll see. So, imagine that. We would start this road trip 4 and 0 if we win the next two games. That would be impressive. Yeah. That would yeah. Be impressive. That 5 and 1 <laughs> prediction by uh, Laker Tom. Laker Tom might come true. Yeah, everybody bow down to Laker Tom if that happens, that's for sure. But Penny My Cat says he's catching the replay. Team replay, hashtag team replay right there. The Lakers fast break, Blue Magic says, is the real MVP. Thoughts on that? Great saying, great <laughs> comment before we head on out. That's beautiful, Blue Magic. Thank you. <laughs> oh, Joe's already you, you in use, a war mode Use our there. MVP. There you go. Already <laughs> holding that MVP trophy right there for you. Absolutely. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It's Gerald Glassford right there. For you. I'll actually hold the... Uh, the uh actual remember when i did the bachelor's party remember when i popped in for the bachelor's party i won this because i was the best driver right there for you so that'll be my real mvp award right there see this you, right you, there you, you got a prize for being the best driver at a bachelor party yeah the uh at the go-kart track remember, remember oh that? that's right yeah 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 so yeah. those 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 go-karts don't they don't have a like a three mile an hour cap they're they're like going like 40, 50 miles an Good, hour. Because I, I every time I ride in anything like that around here, I know here, they got governors on them, and they probably tied the governors a little bit. But I was I was doing pretty good you know, around the track in about twenty six seconds, so that wasn't too bad. Not too bad. There you go, the guy who hadn't hopped on in years. Of course, I didn't Good. tell the rest of the party that I actually used to manage a go kart track. <laughs> kind of yeah. didn't let that slip out. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, cabs are tough, uh, Jordan. It, petting my cat. It's a uh, there, George says, Gerald, not Joe. This is actually solid gold painted. I don't think this is, you know, very much uh, what it, not much, very much worth. That's real about. gold. Yeah, don't I wish? <laughs> don't think they would be handing that out no. at a bachelor party. Uh, but I will say, it is the Lakers fast break. We truly appreciate. All right, Pasiano. Hey, a new uh, new viewer. There you go. Thanks so much for joining us right there on Facebook. Truly appreciate it. Thanks so much for part of it. Catch the replay team replay where we talk about our thoughts on the mvp and also a little bit about the lakers coming up go 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 lakers that's right Pasiano. go 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 lakers everybody out there in the chat you've been awesome whether you've been on youtube or facebook any last thoughts joe before we head on out looking forward to the game tomorrow might be unav- unavailable for the playback but i should be back for post game hopefully after a win well, I'll tell you what, watching Laker Tom, it was so funny yesterday because he was just so happy and so giddy playing, you know, watching along as, with AD doing so well. But Sean, I guess at some point in time, he, he, he thought he turned off his camera and mic, but for the entire game, he looked like he was building something off camera because all I could hear was like construction work going on. So it was really funny. So yeah, he said there was some retrofitting going on. I said, oh no, really? Really? I couldn't tell. You had the you had the stuff going on in the background the entire game. Oh, I did. Yes. So that's the magic man indeed. We love him. God bless him. But yeah. <laughs> that's Sean to a T right there. I you. always like seeing the look on your face when there's outside noise from Sean. It's like when he puts down his phone, when he puts the worst one is when he puts down his phone. 
and it's like he's after he makes a comment in the chat room and i'm just like after i've told him okay folks i've told him already off camera before we start make sure you take care of any outside noise don't just slam down your phone please your microphone gets everything within your shot everything some mics do some mics don't but yeah he, he just forgets he's so enthusiastic you gotta love him joe you gotta love well, I love Sean. Yeah, Sean's the man. Yeah, absolutely. The madman indeed. But we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully the magic man will join us right there for you as the Lakers go ahead and continue to go ahead across the East Coast. Jordan said, oh, <laughs> he's just joking. He would not intentionally actually go ahead and threaten violence on one of our audience members. That's not the way Joe rolls. He is joking, I'm assuming. I'm assuming. Da -da. Um, Jordan says, come find me, Joe. Come yeah, find I know me. where he lives. I'll find him. <laughs> this is not going to be a deal where it's like the, the Russian thing I saw last week where, you know, that's what he said. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. I love you too, Jay. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the banter on our chat concludes today, but it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you watching and listening. Go ahead and check us out tomorrow on The Force right there for you at playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break. You can sign up for free today and be part of the fun. Plus also, well, of course, you know the fun is here. The best Lakers postgame show anywhere on the globe is right here at the Lakers Fast Break podcast. I see you mocking me and you mocking my hand gestures. I see you. I Where? See you. I don't see any. There. I see you. <laughs> Have a good evening, everyone.